I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. He and Hey, Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cave. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this, this is, is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. So it's Cinco de Mayo, so I got some guacamole and chips to surprise Julie because she really likes guacamole. And so I thought we'd all share some together, you and me and Julie. And while I was getting everything set up, she ate it all. (laughs) I totally just consumed every drop of guacamole. I didn't leave she didn't any. Pause. She didn't even pause. I'm like, this is what I said. I made her feel bad. I was like, oh, a, ha- a happy Cinco de Mayo. It is really happy. I'm quite full of with guacamole and chips. Thanks. But here's the deal with Julie Thomas. When you get to know her, you know that you get to know her better over guacamole. Amen. We've had most of our deep spiritual conversations <laughs> and our light frivolous conversations over chips and dip. Amen. So um, one conversation that I remember, remember in particular with Julie uh, at a Mexican restaurant, Julie and I spent an entire day just seeking God and talking about the visions that we felt like God had given us. And it was actually over guacamole and bean and beef burritos and a Dr. Pepper for Julie um, (laughs) and Diet Coke for me, uh, that she feels closest to God when she's writing Bible studies and leading women closer to God. It's when she feels like she's in the river. And and for me, it's when I'm doing radio like this. And so we're going to combine the two. It's happening. It's happening right now. On Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> On Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so we hope that you have something like guacamole or just even maybe, um, uh, what do you call it when it's not real? Um, fake. <laughs> maybe you have some fake chips, fake guacamole there that you can, you know, enjoy virtual. Right. Yeah. Um, but I've asked Julie to be a part of your life because she's an important part of my life. I really love her. And... Uh, grown in my understanding of living what I believe. And so I've invited her into Life with Lisa Williams. And so she here she is to tell us what she has on her heart for today. Well, today, other than being Cinco de Mayo, it's it's the week of Mother's Day, which is just really just kind of a fun week. If you are a mom, I just hope that you are going to be celebrated this week. And if uh, I'm guessing maybe there's somebody out there that has a mom, you know, it's hard to say. It, that could happen, though, that you might have a mom. <laughs> right. And so if if you have a mom, maybe uh, you're going to celebrate her this week. Or maybe maybe Mother's Day is not even remotely on your radar. And, and you are just doing your Tuesday as best as you can. But I bet that if, if you were to come and, and sit with us, and if I would have left any guacamole <laughs> on the table, and we could share just a meal together, I bet that you would have some amazing stories to tell us. And I bet you'd have stories of just 
incredible adventure and and just amazing stories of how God just showed up and just orchestrated circumstances and events and just made amazing things happen. And the only way you can explain it is by going, oh, that was so that was God. God. Yeah. That was, it had to be God. Yeah. But I bet as well that if, if I asked you about some stories in your life, there would be stories that you would have been left wondering, just asking the question, what in the world just happened? What happened there? I, I'm not even entirely sure what happened. Where was, where was God in that? Because I, I do not understand. And I know that I have a few stories of, like, of that um, as well. And one of those stories happened for me about two years ago, uh, right in the middle of the tragic uh, shootings at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Uh, a couple years ago, and I just remember that day so vividly. I remember it being a Friday. I remember standing in front of my television that afternoon and just watching the events unfold and just hearing just the tragic news of those little little lives that that were just so quickly taken. And my the reason that it struck me so much is because my own children are between those ages uh, of five to five to ten years old, that elementary school age, and it just hit me so hard. Not only as a woman, but as a mom, just just watching the victims and and watching and and just thinking about the pain that they were surely going through. And I just stood there in in my house and I just wept and and just from my heart of hearts just thought god what just happened here what what happened why why didn't you show up where were you how in the world could this have happened and and I just I just was wrecked by that and had no idea how to process that and I've walked with the lord for years I have been Jesus follower since I was 8 years old and so for me to ask that question was was a huge departure of, of who who I'm probably would have been for most of my life. But that that day and that season, it just took me by so much surprise. And I just thought, where in the world is God? And I wonder if maybe you're in the middle of a season like that. Maybe you are in the middle of just going, what is going on? This is not what I had thought my life would be like. This is not the way that I thought things pan- would pan out. My my job isn't what I thought it would be. I thought my kids would make better choices. I thought that things would just happen a little bit differently than than how it's turned out. And I, I'm guessing if you're like me, you're asking some of those questions in your own life. And I'm sure you have too, Lisa. Yeah, as Julie was talking, I was remembering something that happened to me just this past year where it was a new thing for me to really question God. Like, what what is going on? Where are you? How could this be your plan? How could this be your plan? Maybe that's you. Maybe you are at a place in your life right now where you just don't know and you are asking hard questions. And what I would what I would say to you today is I want to encourage you to bring those questions to the Lord and to not be afraid to ask him really hard questions because you know what? Here's what I learned as I went through that time and I went through that season. Here's what I here's what I came to realize is that God is not afraid of my big questions. He is not intimidated by me coming to him and being upset or confused or heartbroken and asking him those really big questions of my heart. And so I would encourage you to do the same 
thing. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a look and see what God's word has to say about all of this in our lives. Because here's the deal. We can talk about all this stuff in theory. I can have really great (laughs) ideas about God and think, oh, I know God loves me. He's good. He loves the whole wide world. He's got the whole world in his hands. But that, in theory, can sometimes be so very different from reality. The reality of carpools and laundry and to-do lists and appointments and everything. Dogs who use the house like the yard all day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, go outside and do that. That stuff. So, yeah, that's not that's not theory. That's like everyday life. And so how can we live our lives as if we are actually believing God on this whole thing? And so what we're going to do together is we're just going to look at one verse. We're just going to sit and we're going to soak in one verse I this week. I love it. I know. And so here's where we're going. We're going to Jeremiah 29, 13 through 14. And here's what it says. And it's the Lord speaking. He says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found by you. And here's what I love, Lisa, about this verse is that it is an open invitation from God himself. Just speaking to my heart, to your heart, saying, bring it. Come to me and let's just sit and talk about this. Bring me your your questions, your wonderings. And I love it where it says there, when you search for me with all your heart, no matter where your heart's at today, maybe it's filled up with goodness and hope and joy, or maybe your heart is just shattered into a million pieces and you don't know which end is up. The Lord is saying, search for me with all your heart and I will be found by you. I love that. I love that promise. I love that promise. Like if you search for me with your whole heart, Oh, I will be found by you. It's like so great, but I've never thought about it ever before today in the context of when you're struggling. Like come to me when you have questions, when things are hard. I've always thought about it in more of a happy sense, like search for me and you will find me. Here I am. (laughs) But more like come and let's sit together in your pain and I will listen to you and I will hold you and you will find me. Don't run away from me. And here's what we want to do. We really would love to sit and and have a Mexican food meal with you today. But since we can't, let's have a virtual one. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear what are those things that you are just struggling with right now? And where do you see God moving? What are your stories? So come to life with lisawilliams.com and come to womenwhobelieve.com and And if you're willing, tell us your story because we want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. And you'll hear from Julie again next Tuesday. And um, till then, let's just all soak in that Bible verse in Jeremiah. Hey, and speaking of coming by lifewithlisawilliams.com, thank you so much to everybody who came by and answered the question on the blog, who are you? Where are you and what are you doing while you're listening to the show? It's still there if you don't mind responding if you haven't yet. It is so helpful for me when I'm creating something like this new Life with Lisa Williams to feel grounded in who you are. Like It helps me more than I can explain. Like right now I'm thinking about Lisa Hellyer and she's listening in Georgia. 
she is with her dog on the front porch and she's got a mega cup of coffee in her hand. That's what she says she is when she listens. And Lisa is an old friend of mine. We were very, very close for a season in our life and time and distance. They've separated us. But as I read what she wrote, I was flooded with all these memories of all these incredibly awesome things that happened. And so... If you have a story to tell, either about how we know each other, or you just want to say, this is who I am, and this is where I am, and this is what I'm doing when I listen, it will help me so much. And um, I send out my love to Lisa and Jim Hellyer, and thank you so much for connecting with me, Lisa. So somebody made fun of me today because they said I was trying to be like Paul Harvey, the famous radio guy, because yesterday I said, listen to tomorrow's show for the rest of the story. But I really wasn't trying to be like Paul Harvey. But here is the rest of the story about my mom. Since it's Mother's Day week, I thought I'd give you some insights into my mom and our relationship because my mom's been on the radio with me for years. And I know a lot of people feel like they really know her. But there's always another side to every story. And as I shared yesterday, when I was younger, I really struggled with the fact that my mom drove me crazy and I had a lot of animosity and bitterness. And as I said yesterday, I was challenged to love my mom and it really set me on a course towards Christian maturity, loving people who are difficult to love. I think this is something that many of us struggle with our entire lives. Like, wow, that's difficult. God give me grace for this particular situation. The rest of the story with my mom is... About 10 years later, um, I still was struggling, and I would find that I was often defensive with my mom. Like, she would say something a little bit outlandish about someone, and I would defend that person. Uh, I would always try to set her straight, always try to make her walk the line. And um, I went to a Christian camp. This was summer 1999. I went to a camp as a counselor. I was a youth youth camp counselor. And the speaker challenged all the teenagers to get very quiet and ask God, what is it you want to tell me? What is it that you want to tell me at this youth camp? What's the message you have for me? personally. So everyone got really quiet and I was making sure all my girls were paying attention. And then I thought, oh, I should do this. I should do this too. So I got really quiet and I said, God, what is it that you want to say to me tonight? And in my heart of hearts, in a very still small voice, I heard these words. I want you to be kind, especially kind to your mother. And I thought, wow, that was very clear. That was a very distinct sentence. <laughs> and so I remember getting back to the, the cabin and everyone was sharing. And I said, well, I believe God said to me, I want you to be kind, especially kind to your mother. I thought it was fun that there was a pause and the word especially was in there. I just thought that was so interesting. And so like the next weekend, my mom and I went to the mall and we're riding in the car, and she starts saying very negative things about a friend of mine. And normally I would say, Mom, you shouldn't talk that way. That's a really good friend. I wish you wouldn't do that. You know, we should be kind. And instead, <laughs> I said, yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> and my mom started laughing because it was such an unexpected response from me. And so then she just lit into somebody else. It was really negative and... I said, would you like to go get some coffee? 
there was like this paradigm shift instead of being defensive and always battling my mom and always trying to set her straight and here's what the word of God says, mom, and blah, 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 blah. I just started being kind to her, especially kind to her. Later that day, we came back to her house. I decided to take a nap. When I woke up from my nap, my mom was sitting in the room watching me, which was very weird to me. Mom was not like that. She was not overly tender and just like, oh, I just wanted to watch you sleep, baby. She just wasn't like that. I woke up and I looked at her and she got up. She walked over to me. She came and she touched my face and she said, quote, thank you for being kind to me today. And then she left the room. And as you can imagine, I just laid there thinking about the word kind coming out of her mouth after I had felt like God had told me to be kind, especially kind to her. And over the next two weeks, I remember so distinctly thinking of ways, oh, I could give her a pedicure. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I could, I could take care of her bills for her. I could pay bills. Yeah, I could take care of that. Oh, I'm just going to stop by the store. Just acts of kindness, intentionally being kind, especially kind to my mother. And there was something that happened in my mom's life where she began a deeper spiritual journey. It was like, it was amazing. It was supernatural. It was like one of the biggest miracles of my life. This moment where I felt like God whispered, be kind to her. And yet she was so difficult. He didn't say, I know your mom's really difficult. I give you special grace every day. I don't even know how you put up with it. You know, that's not how he looks at her. That's not how he looks at people who are difficult. I really, really believe that if we could see people's hearts and understand what they've been through and how they've been treated and the pain that they carry, that's why they're like barbed wire. But when we when we take that supernatural key of being kind, especially kind to people who are difficult, well, at least in my life, I saw some crazy, amazing change and fruit and my mom talking about Jesus in a way that I never dreamed that she would. And then she started being on the radio with me and became this precious person with this really special ministry in her 70s and early 80s. And so that's part two of the story. Oh, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> it makes me want to cry because it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with how much God loves my mom and how much God loves your mom and how much God loves you. And so... I just wanted to share that story with you. So thank you for listening. Hashtag thanks for listening. <laughs> and thank you. Um, thank you to a bunch of people. Real quick, let me just say thank you to everybody who was a part of the Kickstarter campaign. I got news from Kickstarter late last night that 100% of the people who made a financial commitment actually went ahead and gave the money. I think Kickstarter was surprised. I don't know if that happens very often, but you rock. You rock. You launched this radio show. I will never forget what you've done. Thank you so much. Thank you to Devin Weller, who just won't stop working behind the scenes to make sure everything is working really well. And I appreciate my cousin so very much. And a very big thanks to executive producer Paul, you're welcome, Goldsmith. Oh, and a special thanks to my very dear friend, Julie Thomas, with Women Who Believe, encouraging us to believe God for all that he is at womenwhobelieve.com. If you have some time later today and you can come by lifewithlisawilliams.com, 
um, under blog, you can answer the question, who are you and where are you? So I can get to know you just a little bit better. It'll help me so much to be thinking of you when I'm creating Life with Lisa Williams. Hope you can listen again tomorrow. Hashtag thanks for listening.